0: Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast.
1: We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an
0: authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives.
1: chapter 12. That's where we're going to be. Uh, Remember, uh, there are Bibles under your chair. You're going to grab one of those. You can use that. Uh, You're also welcome to use your smartphone if you'd like to. Uh, We are live on the YouVersion Bible app, so uh, you go, go to more live events, search Cornerstone Vineyard Church there, and you'll find all the scriptures and points, all that kind of stuff there. And uh, to get us started today, I want to start by asking if, right? I want to st- uh, ask this question. If you have either one in the last seven days had a birthday, or in the next seven days you have a birthday, I would like you to stand this morning. So if you yes, okay, awesome. All right, anybody else? Ex- excellent, excellent, excellent. Yes, you are on my list, right? Here. I, I I knew that one. Okay. So uh, so this 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 actually is the start of the. No, 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 stand just stay standing. You have to keep standing. All right, and so, uh, be, so here's what we're doing today. All right, we, uh, Kim kind of mentioned it up here that today we're going to do kind of a celebration day, right? And so, because it's your birthday or you just had a birthday, we, you have to stand up. Don't sit down. All right. I actually have something for you. So uh, we're going to play some play a little bit of music. I have a gift for you today. All right. So go ahead and play that music. All right. Ready? All right. You guys can clap a little bit, right? Yeah. All right. Good. All right. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday. Uh huh. John, happy birthday. That's
0: okay. Happy birthday.
1: Wow.
0: Woo!
1: Happy birthday. 29, right? All right. 29 right here. 29. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. Keep it going. Keep it going. All right. All right. Okay, but we're not done yet times, We're celebrating, celebrating today, y'all Alright, so it's their birthday, but we all have to celebrate It's like it's you get birthday right cake, ready? Alright, everybody, ready? Ready? A here you go, Joe Alright, right. here we go Alright, here we Alright, here Woo gonna celebrate Woo Woo Woo, Woo. Okay Everybody needs to get at least one piece of candy today. Okay, so if you didn't get some, where where do I got to throw it at? Up front right here? Okay. Where else? Right there? Watch your head. Watch your head. Watch your head. Perfect. Okay. All right. All right. Awesome. All right. You can bring that music down now. All All right. All right. Birthday people, you can sit down now. Thanks. I'm a little winded. I'm a little winded. Uh, How many of you are glad you came to church today? Yeah, this is good. All right. I I didn't practice running around like that. I'm a little winded. All right. So uh, happy birthday. So can we just say one, two, three, happy birthday. Ready? One, two, three, happy birthday. Happy birthday to those of you that was your birthday or it is your birthday. Um, And so I I start with that this morning. It does actually have a point other than just having fun at church. How many of you know that church can be fun? I like, I like having church fun, right? Um, but besides that, this does have a point. I start with that this morning because really um, celebrating is fun, isn't it? Celebrating is fun. Um, and uh, I, there was smiles and there was laughter and there was lots of energy in the room, right? And uh, it kind of makes sense, right? Because at its root, at its core, cel- to, to celebrate, it actually seeks something positive, right? A good thing. And I'd submit to you uh, this morning that uh, how many of you would like to celebrate more in your life? I know I would. I know I would. And, I, and actually, I want to submit to you that I actually think that it's something uh, it's on God's heart for us to experience as well as to give to other people. Um, like take a look at a couple of scriptures. It says Psalm uh, 118 says, uh, to verse 24 says, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us say it with me. Rejoice, celebrate, and be glad in it. Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice. So essentially saying, hey, celebrate. If there's something to celebrate and somebody's selling, celebrate with those people, right? And then finally, these last couple of verses that I wanna share is from Luke 15. It's after it's the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son, if you know that story. And the lost son comes home and the father says to his servants at the very end of the, the story in verse 22, it says, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. I want to submit to you this morning that I think celebration is something that God wants us to experience in this life and give it to other people. I'm just curious. How many of you in the room, you would call yourself kind of a natural celebrator? You're kind of a cheerleader. You can find like the best in everything. Yes, I love you people because I'm that way too, right? Uh, I, I, so some of us in the room, all right, we, we tend to be this way. Uh, uh, I'm that way. Uh, if you know anything about the personality test, the Enneagram, right? The Enneagram, there's a numbers and all this kind of stuff. Well, I am what they call an eight wing seven, okay? And the numbers don't really matter to you. They that have to matter to you that much. But a wing seven, you know what a seven is? A seven is the enthusiast. The life of the party, baby, yeah. yeah, And so some of you are going, yep, that makes sense, right? Right, and so I'm, I'm an eight wing seven, and so I'm the celebrator, I love to celebrate. If you were here last week, I had Colin Stanger actually share a testimony, Stephanie did that in the message about uh, being flexible, and he was talking about like the reality of when uh, he cha- had a job change or whatever, and he's actually slept through the night, you know, and hasn't had to sleep on the couch for being worried. Now, how many of you were here and you know what I did? Yeah, I was like, "Woohoo!" right? I was celebrating with Colin, right? Because, man, this is really cool. I want to celebrate with this amazing thing that's happened in Colin's life, right? So I tend to be that guy. And so what I want to suggest today and what we're really... I, was, I told Josh at the beginning, I was really looking forward to this morning because this is a fun message this morning. You know, that you come to church sometimes and you go, man... I gotta get better at that. You know, this is one of those ones like, oh, this is kind of a fun one, right? This is, there's a lot of joy in, in today. So uh, what I wanna do today is I wanna suggest that I think that this ho- whole idea of being a celebrity, celebrating others is something that uh, we should really all lean into. And so uh, we're in a series here called Leadership Lean In, Keys to Being an Everyday Front Runner. And uh, what we're doing in this series is through the story of Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah in the Old Testament, uh, we are exploring four leadership uh, principles that, uh, that we see exemplified by Nehemiah as he rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem, right? And uh, they are his, what I would call his keys to being an everyday, and I think that word is important, that whole idea of everyday, an everyday frontrunner, a good leader. There's four keys. Now, again, I, we've been saying this every week. I know that some of you in the room, you wouldn't consider yourself a leader, um, but we've been suggesting every week that I think each one of us leads in some capacity here or there every now and then, right? Whether that's as a parent or work, among friends, family, students in school, we all lead here or there every now and again. And I think these principles, by the way, not only do apply to leaders, but they apply just really in life in general. And I think this one in particular does as well. And so today's leadership lesson is gonna be about being a celebrator, giving others more of that good stuff that we all felt at the beginning when there was a lot of joy laughter and smiles and all, giving more of people that and experiencing that more in our lives. And so to uh, do that, let's take a look at our text from Nehemiah chapter 12, uh, because he did this really well. Um, uh, There are a couple verses we're going to skip through today, so try to follow along if you're in a paper Bible. But uh, Nehemiah 12, 27 says this. This is, at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, that's a celebration in itself, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with the songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The musicians also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of Nerophatites, from Beth Gilgal, and from the area of Geba and Azmeveth. For the musicians had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people, the gates, and the wall. I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall. I also assigned two large choirs to give thanks. One was to proceed on top of the wall to the right toward the dung gate, and then skip to verse 38. The second choir proceeded in the opposite direction, and then finally verse 43. And on that day, they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. So the title of our talk today is Leadership Lean In, Leaning In to Celebrating. And what we're going to do today is we're going to dig deep and explore two keys to being more of a natural celebrator in life. Uh, pressing in again to giving more of others that, that good stuff, that good feeling stuff, okay? Um, before we do, I'm going to pause and pray. So if you would pray with me, then I'll give you a couple things to write down and think about. So, Lord, we, uh, I am just grateful for laughter in this place, joy in this place today. And so, God, I pray that that would just be the thing that resonates throughout the rest of our time together as we talk uh, about this scripture and text in Nehemiah. God, I also pray that, um, God, that you, would, that you would rise up something supernatural in us um, that uh, only you can do by the power of your Holy Spirit among us. God, that you would uh, affect us on the inside that would have an impact on us on the outside. God, we give you this time and we honor you with it. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We have two points today. Here's your first one. You can write this in on your handout. Leaning into being a celebrator includes actively looking for who needs honored. Actively looking for who needs honored. See this from the text. uh, in The very first verse that we read says, at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication. And I took notice as I was studying this text this week, as I looked at deeper into this uh, little chunk of scripture here, that um, this, I noticed this phrase, that the Levites were sought out. And, and my first thought was, like, hmm, that's interesting. They were sought out. They were sought out to what? To celebrate, right? They, it was specifically being sought out to like come to this big party, right? And, and looking back, if you remember the story, as we've kind of been looking at over the last couple of weeks is that the Levites played a, a role in this endeavor, in this whole rebuilding process, right? Uh, the rebuilding of the walls was done by the Jews and the Levites, who although we're not completely 100% told specifically in the text that they uh, played a, a role in an actual rebuilding process, they probably were because the Levites were Jews as well, but specifically, that we are told that they were then chosen to guard the gates of the walls after it was all rebuilt. And so they, they actually played a big role in this whole endeavor. And it was, it's significant to me that then when it comes time to celebrate, okay, when, it, when it's all said and done and they're ready to celebrate, that, um, that then they are kind of, uh, they're sought and brought to the celebration. They're honored in the process. And if you look at the text, it actually is it actually saying they're the only ones mentioned, which is intriguing as well. See, Nehemiah actively thought of who needs to be celebrated in this. And he, he, he brought them to that. And I think, it's a, I think that's a lesson that we can learn from Nehemiah and really can take from today. So I think in our own lives, let's practically put it into us. So celebrate, honor, folks. Honor your kids when they're actually getting along and not picking on each other. Celebrate that. Celebrate uh, your friend when you, you, and tell them that you appreciate their attentiveness to you when you're going through a challenging time. Celebrate them. Celebrate your spouse's attempt to make dinner even though it doesn't taste good. That would be me. Leah goes, amen, right? Celebrate, oh, I was thinking like this. Maybe, maybe for you it's at work. You actually acknowledge your leadership, your boss's leadership. Have you ever done that? Have you ever said to your boss, like, hey, I appreciate how you lead? Or, or maybe, maybe at work with, with a coworker, or, or maybe it is a boss, or somebody who made a big mistake, and then they, they worked hard, and they got it, and they came back, and they, and they won the day. Celebrate that. Or those of you in, in the room that you're students, maybe at school, you, you celebrate a classmate's success in a sport. Or, or maybe uh, you, you, they, you knew they had a bad exam, and they, they crammed for it, and they still really, but they got their grade up at the end of the semester. Celebrate that. Honor. I don't even know that life would, would probably be a whole lot better if we would look around um, for who needed to be honored rather than our stuff. Right? So I don't know about you, but oftentimes I, I'm more concerned about me and, and my agenda, my to do list, my situations, my circumstances, and, and I think that we, life would be way better. I think we can all agree, it would be way better if we just looked around to somebody else other than us. And there's actually some scripture uh, that kind of leads us in that direction even that we, tells us that way. It says, Philippians 2, 3-4 uh, through 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, that's pretty clear right there, but each of you to the interest of others. See, life's better when we're not just concerned about me. And see, I, I tend to be a celebrator, right? I mentioned that just a few minutes ago. But this is right here. This right here, this, this verse is where I can get messed up because I'm also very task-driven. And so I can get caught up in all the things that I've got to do, and I can miss an opportunity to celebrate someone because I'm so caught up in my stuff. 1 Corinthians ten twenty four says, no one, should look, no one should seek their own good but the good of others. And then Hebrews 13 uh, 3.13, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you, look at, I think this is interesting, so that none of you may be hardened by sins, deceitful. This even is kind of talking, we might be able to avoid sin more if we celebrate more. That's interesting. I don't know about you, but it feels really good to me when, uh, when people celebrate me. It feels good. I'm sure you would agree with that. It feels good when people celebrate you, right? Um, seek me out to be honored. An example of this for, for me um, was just if you're around in this last October uh, here at the church. Um, if you don't know, uh, October is actually Pastor Appreciation Month. And, uh, and so um, this past October, our core leadership crew and team uh, leaders pulled all the resources and they gifted Lee and I a weekend getaway to Serenity Springs. And uh, we're actually going in two weeks. I'm really excited. I wanted to do this Serenity Spring things with Leah. For, like we've been married almost 17 years and I have wanted to do this probably for at least 15 years. I've wanted to do this and, and to go. And so we're super excited uh, about going. And, um, but man, I'll tell you on that, on that morning, uh, Leah and I were completely shocked. Like, I was not expecting that. I, it was, it was, it was uh, just a really, um, like for us, we're just like, hey, God's called us to plant this church, grow this church, and so we're just trying to live out the God's call on our life. And what we felt that morning is that our leaders, we felt greatly, by the way, many of you know we're part of that, we felt, we felt honored by you, lifted up by you. And, and I will tell you, um, there are days, how many of how you many know there's, there are days that are challenging? There are weeks that are challenging in this position. Um, I love what I do, but there are times when, uh, if I'm really real transparent, there are weeks that I'm like, I want to be done. Can I go back to driving a truck? Because it's hard. And so on those days, on those weeks, things like this, when, when, when y'all uh, are, are like loving and honoring and, and, and lifting up uh, and celebrating us, like, and I'm not saying that I'm not doing this so you pat me on the back more, but it, it means something. I go, okay, we, that's right. We're, we got, you know, I can remember what, when, when it's dark and glim that brings light to it all. So we felt loved and we feel loved and honored by you, by that gift. And so I think this concept is really something to consider uh, for what it can do in others, because it did that for Lee and I. But also because, and you can actually write this in on your handout, as we lift others up, we too will be raised to new heights. As we lift others up, we too will be raised to new heights. And I actually get this from uh, Luke 6.38. Can you go back one, just make sure they can get that fill in. Yeah, lift others up, we too will be raised to new heights new heights. Uh, Luke six thirty eight says, given will be given to you, a good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. Look at this. For then the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So folks, if we want to be lifted up in life, guess what? We got to dole it out. We got to dole it out. And honestly, if that's not enough from that verse, it actually is a command in Romans thirteen seven says, to give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes, if revenue, then revenue, if respect, then respect. If, look at this, if honor, then honor. It's kind of a command. Like, this is what we're supposed to do. Especially those of us who are followers of Jesus. Now here, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is always easy, right? Uh, how many of you know that relationships can sometimes get messy, Right? So I'm not saying it's always easy, but I do think it is something that it's always really good to strive for. Um, I actually thought this week of when Jesus did this with the apostle Peter. Um, even after Peter denied Jesus three times in one night, um, He honored Peter. It actually says in Mark 16:7, it says that Jesus said, "But go tell the disciples, and look at this, and Peter." He's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. See, this is right after Jesus had, had uh, died, risen from the dead. He was coming back and, and uh, showing himself to the disciples. And specifically, he called Peter by name. Peter denied him in front of people three times in one night. And yet he said, go tell the disciples and Peter. He called him by name. Even though it was messy, Jesus honored this, um, this amazing disciple who honestly, yes, yeah, still made mistakes, but was trying to live for him, for Jesus. So I think it's not always easy for us to be a celebrator, but folks, I'm telling you, it's always something that we think we should be striving for. And so to end this point, before we go into point two, uh, we've been doing this each week. I've invited a board member to come and share testimony of how this kind of celebrator thing kind of works out in his life, and he's really good at it. And so I'm going to have Josh Simpson come up, and he's going to share. So why don't you all give Josh a big round of applause as he comes and shares this morning. Right there.
0: So right, this idea of celebrating resonates significantly with myself and has for a long period of time, right? I had a buddy of mine I used to work with, his name was Keith Walatka, and Keith Walatka would say that we become what we celebrate. Whatever we celebrate becomes our, our identity, and that works as an organization, it works individually. So in, in, in truth, I do this very differently in, in my three main spheres I, I look at, right? At home, as a husband, there are times when I do very well and times I do not do very well, but I know this much. That when I'm celebrating and honoring my wife, Erin, it forces me to be more fully present with her because I'm aware of what she's up to. I'm looking at what she is doing and how she's interacting. It forces me to put on lenses that say that um, uh, I see what you are doing and it matters. As a dad, for for parents that are out there, I want to challenge and encourage us, what we celebrate at home becomes the targets that our kids shoot for. So if it's, if it's uh, athletic achievements and we celebrate that like crazy, that's how our kids are going to be oriented. If it's academic success, maybe it's uh, social peer groups, maybe it's um, uh, significant relationships, significant others. Whatever it is that we choose to celebrate in the lives of our kids, that's what they orient their lives toward. On our end, man, I've got to, I mean, as a, as a sports guy, I've got to be real cautious on how much I celebrate, how my kids do athletically, and make sure that that is not more significantly celebrated than when they make, I don't know, progress from a character end, specifically with Jesus. I cannot, and that, so it reminded me consistently that we got to be cautious, I have to be cautious, that I champion my kid's Jesus progress far more than the fact that my kid can hit a layup consistently. And then finally, as a coworker, I'm at a cool spot where, honestly, I've kind of made this into my job. My, my role as, a, as dean can do lots of different things. I do some discipline stuff in a school system. But regardless of wherever you are at in a job, you can make it a role to honor and care for people, to celebrate people. Um, I got a chance, I have a, it sounds incredibly cheesy and I get it, but I have this sheet of all the employees there at the school that I work with, and I get a chance on a, on a weekly basis to send emails out that celebrate people publicly. And I go through there and I look at, okay, is it, have I celebrated everybody and how long has it been since I celebrated somebody, right? I do three a week and, and take time to do that from a, both verbally in individual conversations, as well as in print form. So they're aware, like, oh, okay, I do matter. Yeah, I've made it my, my, my work to celebrate other people. Honestly, it's that say the last 10%. If there's something that you appreciate about how somebody is interacting, say it. Take the time, because they are likely hurting for that. And even if they're not, it trains us to recognize and focus on the joy elements of life. Finally, just um, verbally and experientially, I I enjoy celebrating. um, We we celebrate birthdays really well. Specifically, my wife celebrates birthdays well, and I come along for the ride. There are things that happen that way. And bottom line for all of us, if we don't celebrate well, if we don't honor people well, if we don't honor the winds, why would anyone really consider to follow Jesus? If they're seeing us and we are not celebrating well, then uh, what we do reflects how Jesus interacts with us. If we show boredom, if we refuse to honor, in fact, if we do even worse, right, if we dig at people, where's the gospel in that? And that's a challenge that I walk through on a regular basis. So thanks for giving me the opportunity,
1: Matt. Awesome. I enjoy it. Hey, let's give Josh a round of applause for sharing that. I uh, appreciate uh, uh, the spheres, right, like husband, dad, leader, those kind of things in the midst of that, but um, one of the things he uh, said that really resonated with me just a, just a second ago was, um, folks, uh, man, we should be celebrating more than anything else. I'm really, Lee and I are really passionate about that. We are mostly consent, considered for our kids about their relationship with Jesus above everything else. And so we want to celebrate that more than anything. And, and so, and as well as you, I want to celebrate your successes in spiritual things. And so um, I think that's important to do. So uh, so that's point number one. Leaning into being a celebrator includes actively looking for who needs to be honored. Uh, and then second thing, we already touched on this a little bit already, but uh, leaning into being a celebrator includes intentionally saying thank you. Intentionally saying thank you. Thank you, Devin, for my coffee. I'm intentionally saying thank you. Uh, That was not planned at all, by the way. That's not in my notes at all. Uh, Verse 31 of the text is where I get this from. It says, I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall and also assign two large choirs to give thanks. Underline that there. And of course, as we know, right, in the context of this scripture, that is specifically in reference to them intentionally giving thanks to God, right, for all that has been done. Uh, The effective rebuilding of the walls was only done by the sake of God's hand in the midst of it. It says in Nehemiah 6.16 that they realized that this work had been done with the help of God. And so specifically it's in reference to kind of this whole uh, thanking God thing. Uh, which by the way we should do we we should thank God we should celebrate God in everything because he is the giver of all good things right and so we should be doing that with every like the littlest thing like and to the biggest thing right like there are times where like right now uh you know you go God I'm, I'm thankful that my car still runs right I mean, it's rusting out, it's old, van, whatever. But I'm thankful for those things, right? Uh, as well as, like, the big things. Like, I'm thankful that, that, um, that Lee and I have a healthy marriage and that we love each other, you know, and, and those kinds of things. So we should, we should be thanking God in, in big ways. But I also th- want to suggest today that, that this led me down a path of this week as I was working on the teaching of um, that I think this also has some context in our conversation today with being a celebrator, okay, um, and intentionally thanking one another. Yeah, you, so many of you know this because you experience it too when people do it to you. Thanking somebody can go a really long way. It can go a really long way, right? One of the things I do every Tuesday is uh, I have Mondays off and so on Tuesday. One of the things I do is I actually think through the weekend experience, uh, what happened on a Sunday morning, and I, uh, I try to thank between five and eight people. I send them a thank you note every week with a Chick-fil-A little sandwich coupon in there. And the reason why I do that is because I want to be a good leader, right? And ultimately, beyond, beyond being a good leader, I just want to be intentional about thanking the people who give up their time. Many of them are coming at 6.30 in the morning to set up this place and are here until one o'clock. They're moving the kingdom of God forward. And I can't do this all on my own, folks. And so I want to be able to really thank them. And it's, and it's genuine. Now, I apologize for if you've gotten one from me, you probably couldn't read it because I have chicken scratches. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, I try to do my best, Right. Uh, when I'm doing that, I often try to think of myself like Jimmy Fallon and this thank you note. anybody ever seen his thank you note bit? Right? You can bring that picture up there. Um, and so, uh, got that picture? We got that picture. There we go. I mean, he and I look pretty similar. We're like twins, right? Um, now, of course, if you've ever watched Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes, right, his often are sarcastic and uh, not really, really thank you notes, whatever. Um, but he does this every week on his show. And, and I, even though like his are sarcastic and funny and all those kind of things, I actually do think the regiment that he does on his show of doing this regularly is overall a really good idea. Right? Whether that's verbally or in written form, email, text, or whatever. Because what, 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 what it does when we intentional, intentionally think about who we're going to thank and say thank you, uh, what it does is it puts us on a path practically of living out honor and celebration. And more than that, it actually helps us live out our call, folks, of being living a life of, of thankfulness. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, not just some, in all. For this is the God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And then Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace and be, when you feel like it, thankful. Doesn't say that, does it? It says just clearly be thankful. Have an attitude of gratitude on a regular basis and and if we intentionally, folks, approach our relationships that way, the places that we lead, I'm telling you incredible things tend to follow. I don't think people say, I really don't think people say this, and maybe they do, but I don't think I've ever heard it in my almost 40 years of life. People don't say this. They don't go, you know what? He just thanks me too much. He just, gosh, just way too much. He's always saying thanks. And it's like, nobody says that, right? But what do they say? What we say, right? He goes, Man, nobody noticed. They didn't even acknowledge all the work I did. They didn't even see me, right? That's what we hear more often, right? And so I think this idea, what I want to really express to you today is I think there's some great merit to really embracing this idea of being a celebrator. Granted, we're not going to be the perfect person at it. I'm not perfect at it either. But if we can do this, I think it would be a life changer in us and in other people. You probably heard this saying before that people don't care how much you know, but they until they know how much you care, right? Man, I think that's so true. If we live more in that stream, folks, if I I think that we would see incredible things, incredible life, incredible life leadership follow us wherever we go how many of you know it's pretty easy to be the opposite of thankful it's pretty easy to be nitpicky and critical isn't it oh just me right no right it especially let's be honest in the social media world we live it is easy for us to be nitpicky and critical is it not I think we are living, uh, I was in a conversation last night with some folks here at the church, that we are, folks, we are living in uh, what people are now labeling an offensive society where everything is offensive and we're all just ticking each other off all the time. And so the reality is, is I think we, especially I think what Josh shared, is we should be opposite of those uh, followers of Jesus. We ought to be opposite of that and live a life of thankfulness to set the world straight in the fact that what, what Jesus really came to do, to give life to the full. Amen? Um, I think it's easy, it's easier for us to pick on that one negative thing in somebody. It's what I've called in the past uh, the black dot mentality. I think I've used this before, but I think it really uh, describes this. I want want you to take a look at this image and tell me what you see. What do you see? You see a black dot, right? You see a black dot, obviously, right? We see the black dot. It's right there, right? And, uh, but you know, there's also a bunch of this white space here. But our eye, when we see this, is automatically drawn to the black dot. And I think that's what our lives can look like sometimes. We can see that one negative thing in someone, and we can just focus on that. Rather than seeing all all the the, the really good stuff, because this is really small. And there's a bunch of other really great stuff there too. So I want you to write this in on your handout. Celebrators regularly find and express others' silver linings. Celebrators regularly find and express others' silver linings. It's much better for us, folks, our friends, our kids, our spouse, our teachers, our employees, our boss, to live more in the white space. To see the white space, focus on the white space, not the black dot. And since it's often pretty easy for us to be nitpicky and critical, creating intentional, thankful habits in our lives and seeking God's help in the process, I think it's going to be what it's going to take to get it done. So here's a question for us to consider as we're getting ready to close. Who do I need to say thanks to more often? You can write that in on your handout. Who do I need to say thanks to more often? I think that's a good question to ask ourselves. Who do I need to say thanks to more often? That's point number two. Leaning into being a celebrator includes intentionally saying thank you. Uh, Today I want to leave you with this final thought. a video that somebody sent me in my Facebook inbox a few weeks ago, and I think it really describes kind of a a good uh, ending to this teaching today. So take a look at this, and then we'll close. I need you to know something. Yeah, you. No, 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 you. 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 Okay. I need you to know you are awesome. I'm not talking about a little bit of awesome. I'm talking about a whole lot of awesome. I'm talking about like incomprehensible awesome. I'm talking about ill, chill, tight, sick, off the hook, over the top, hot as ice kind of awesome. I mean, that's a whole lot of awesome. So I just wanted you to know that today and know that I love you. You probably don't hear it enough. I just needed you to know that. So this is the awesome challenge. Go ahead, either share this and tag somebody in it that you want to let know that you think they're awesome, or just simply share it and let somebody on your timeline, your newsfeed, or your friends list know that you think they're awesome, that you love them. Why? Because people today just simply don't hear it enough. God bless. Have a very, very awesome kind of day. All right. Uh, I love what he had to say there. Uh, You know, he said, I don't think people today hear it enough. And folks, I don't think people hear it enough. And I think you would agree. And so... um, so here's the, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. Um, this is my thought. Let's, let's take the challenge. Let's take the challenge. Uh, and with God's help, let others know that they are awesome. I mean, that guy had a whole lot of joy, didn't he? Right? I think if we do that regularly, be a natural celebrator, lean in, it could be a life changer for us and for other people. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.